the word of the Lord says, God who sits on the high throne in heaven saw what he was doing. God saw that he feared him. God saw that his passion was to bless the needy, was to bless the poor, poor was to serve those that were in crisis. His passion was to help and bless people. And therefore God said, I have heard your prayer. I have heard. And he prayed too. So as he blessed people, he prayed too. He sacrificed to pray to God. This time, we are saying that if we do not make the effort as we sit at our houses, as we sit our homes, we are even our heart is even gonna drift away from God more. So we are to be praying and also not hold back our sacrifice to God through serving, through blessing people, through loving people. And let's look at the word, let's look at it. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. And so let's go to about the, the, the third verse, the third verse. It says, about the night hour, 3 p.m. of the day, he clearly, visibly, in, in, in his sight, physically, saw in a vision an angel of God who had come to him and said, Cornelius, do you know that God knows you by the name Cornelius, Cornelius, and Cornelius was frightened and stared intently at him and said, What is the Lord said? And the angel said to him, Your prayers and gifts of charity, your prayers and gifts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God, an offering made in remembrance of his past blessings. Now send men to Joppa. Let's look at the greatest blessing that is coming to Cornelius' house and his whole entire family. His giving and his prayer, his sacrifice to God by serving people with goodness, with mercy. Now he's going to be receiving what? Salvation. The greatest blessing. Hallelujah. So God, the angel was instructing him to send men who was Peter to come and bless his household with salvation. When you read the whole passage for the sake of time, it will direct and point you at Cornelius' household being part of the first family, the first people that were not Israelites that received salvation. They, they were one of the first household that received salvation. Why? Because the gospel had not gone out yet. The gospel of God after the death of Jesus Christ had not been preached in the whole world yet as Jesus had promised. So because of his prayers, his love for the things of God, his sacrifice to bless people, he was one of the first families that received the gospel before the gospel hit the whole ends of the world. Hallelujah. What a blessing in Jesus. Amen. So our sacrifice determines our love for God and for that matter what God has for us. That I have a story to tell you. There was a man who thought he had nothing. This man thought he was alone in this world, that he had nothing. All he had was the shirt on his back, the pants that he wore, and the pair of shoes that he had on. That's it. 
He had nothing else in this world. And so he looked around himself and said, I'm the only one that is lacking. I'm the only one that is poor. And so for that matter, I'm going to look for a, 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 a news, right? And look for a tree and hang the news and hang myself and die. Hallelujah. But at the moment the man found the tree and hung the rope to, uh, on the tree to, to hang himself and die, he took off all his clothes. He was naked and climbed up in a tree. And as he put the, 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 the rope around the neck and was going to throw himself down so that his weight would pull the rope and snap his neck broken so he dies, he looked down and there was a man that was naked. The man was naked and had not no clothes, no shoes, nothing on. So he looked down and the man was jubilating. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I am blessed today. And began to pick the shoes, the, the shirt, the, the pants to put them on. The man looked at this side and was like, wow. I thought I was the only one that was poor. And he jumped right down. Guess what he was going to do? Get his stuff back <laughs> and keep moving on with life because he realized even in his state of luck, even in his state of poverty, there was somebody that was poorer than him. Hallelujah. So what does this tell us? We ought to appreciate God. We ought to appreciate him. We ought to be thankful to God for whatever that we have. Whatever that we are, we have to be appreciating God. We have to bless in the name of the Lord. And for so doing, our heart will not focus on our lack, but will be in an attitude of blessing God. Hallelujah. And I have been teaching this series with Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 13, Talking about the unjust servant. The unjust servant. And we have had the understanding that in this parable that Jesus gave, Jesus was not referring to us as Christians. Looking at that unjust servant, his shrewd ways and his, 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 his uh, intelligence to, to cheat people and his own, own master. But we should see the parable as him talking about our faithfulness to God. Our faithfulness to God. And so when it, this title of uh, this message is gone back to be looked at, we will realize that this time God is looking at our sacrifice. How many of us would throw in the towel? How many of us will sit at home and go back to our own ways or maybe drinking? Our own ways or maybe watching those horrible, terrible things that we used to watch that got us, held us in bondage and in captivity. How many of us are going to be filled with fear? How many of us are going to be filled with anxiety and panic? And for that matter, begin to think that God has forsaken us. God has deserted us. How many of us are going to be in that state of a mind? In that state of a spiritual sense? How many of us 
I'm going to stop the things that we used to do for God when coronavirus was not here. How many of us are going to continue in our sacrifices and our love for God? Our prayers is going to be a sacrifice when we have other things competing for our spiritual attention. Our worship, our reading of the word of God and sitting at home and still trying to live right will be our sacrifice and will determine our love for God. Hallelujah. So Christ was trying to say that our blessings as believers as Christians, as followers of Christ, come from our faithfulness to God and His promises. So to the degree and the level that we are going to be faithful to God and His promises, meaning obey His precept, His statutes, and His word in our situation, that is how we're going to inherit the blessings of God in this time of crisis. That is how God is going to meet us at the point of every need. Whatever need we are experiencing now. But we as Christians are not to be what shrewd in our dealings and also depend on our own skills to assess and inherit the blessings of the Lord. Beloved, as faithful servants of God, we are not to become more greedy, but we are to realize that Money cannot get us the things that are really important. The things that are really important. The fear, the anxiety, the panic. The peaceless life that have come on this world today. Money cannot answer it. Money cannot. This situation, the healing, and the protection that we need, money cannot be an answer to it. Let's look at Mark chapter 10, verse 22 to 28. Mark 10, 22 to 28. The book of Mark chapter 10, verse 22 to 28. It's about the man, and if you start from the beginning of the whole of Mark chapter 10, this was a young rich guy that went to Christ to ask Christ how he could be saved and inherit the kingdom of God. And, and, and Christ told him to, and it was a test. It was a test to go and sacrifice, go and sell all his belongings and come and follow Christ before he could accept and inherit the kingdom of God. But the man was shouting at Jesus' words and he left grieving because he owned much property and had many possessions which he treasured more than his relationship with God. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who are wealthy and claim to possessions and status as security to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed and bewildered by his words, but Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is for those who place their hope and confidence in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man who pledges his faith in wealth or status to enter the kingdom of God. They were completely only astonished and said to him, that who can be saved from the wrath of God? Hallelujah. Looking at them, Jesus said, with people as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But not with God. For all things are possible with God. Let us not say, for all things are possible with God. In all crisis of coronavirus, all things are possible with God. Peter started saying to him, look, we have given up everything and followed you. Becoming your disciples and accepting you as teacher and law. Hallelujah. But when you read down, Jesus' promise was that whatever you have lost, you will gain it back. Let's look at, go all the way to uh, 30, to I believe 32, let's see. Go, go to 33. No, no, go, go to 30. 30. 30. Okay, stay here. He said, Jesus said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there is no one who has given up a house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, who will not receive a hundred times as much now in present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms along with persecutions and in the end to come what? Eternal life. So you are gonna, we are gonna, even seeing the blessings of God, we are also gonna see persecution in our form of nature. Persecution in the form of coronavirus. But we have to realize that the word of the Lord says what? He is with us always. He is with us always. But we see that coronavirus pushed everyone to go about buying everything we need. We went in the store, the stores are empty. We grab everything we need as much as we think could, could, could take us through this crisis until it's over. But what are we going to do then when all that we have run out and the stores have no more food? The stores have nothing else to offer. What are we going to do? What are we going to do when whatever we got is it, that's it. And that's all we could get. You go back to the stores and there's nothing to buy. And this crisis continues on. What are we going to do then I guess money will not matter then. I guess we'll realize that money do not matter. But as Christ said, with God, all things are possible. So we are to what? Be focused on God. We are to continue in our sacrifices for the things of God. What do you mean, Pastor, sacrifice? Because you could be drinking and get drunk. But then you will sacrifice 
that time and say, I'm going to press on in the things of God. I'm going to be watching the message on uh, every church almost is on, on live, on streaming now. I'm going to be flipping through and get the word of God here and there. When I'm bored and I see depression, I'm going to be meditating on the word of God. I'm going to fill my soul and my spirit with the word of God, with the things of God. Hallelujah. We realize that with this situation now, money and material things are temporary. They don't last. The best that we can do with money is to use it now to produce those things which will last. Those things which will last. This means we develop a sacrificial heart, as I said, towards the things of God, using money on earth to lay lasting treasures in heaven. We'll use our money now to what? Lay lasting treasures in heaven. Luke chapter 12, verse 33 to 34. Luke 12, 33 to 34. Jesus once again spoke here. He said, sell your possessions. Show compassion and give donations to the poor. Provide money bills for yourself that do not wear out and unfailing and inexhaustible treasure in the heavens where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hallelujah. I know this scared you. Watch me. What do you mean by go and give and, and go and, and, and give all that I have? But Jesus was referring to donation to help others. Our service to others through God. Because this time, the spirit of hoarding could set in. We could be so anxious, we could be filled with fear. We could be filled with the spirit of panicking that we will hold back on doing good. We will hold back on blessing people. We will hold back on supporting the things of God. This is a challenging and a trial time that our heart could turn away from God and even blessing people. But this is how we lay treasures in heaven with our money, riches, and material possessions. By using it to lay up treasures in the heaven, by sacrificing some of it, I'm not saying all that you have, but continue in the good thing that you used to do. Continue blessing people. Continue supporting the work of God. Continue blessing and doing good to people. Don't hold back. Don't let fear stop you from doing good. These are six points that will help us lay up treasures with our money in heaven in this time of crisis. One, we could gain eternal blessings by helping the poor and the needy. The best we can with the little we have in faith, in faith, we bless the poor and the needy the best we can with the little that we have in faith, in faith. We cannot be God in our giving. The word of God says, if we are faithful with a little, 
we have, God will give us charge over many. We, we have to realize that in our giving, in our blessing, in our supporting the things of God, in our doing good to fellow men and women or whoever, we cannot beat God giving. He is the greatest giver. He gives more than anything because his name is love. Luke 16, 10 to 13. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 13. It talks about how the faithfulness of God, and if we are faithful, he will, in the little things, he will give a charge over many. Let's look at it. It says, he who is faithful in very little things is also faithful in much. And he, and he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of heavenly wealth, who will entrust the true treasures to you? And if you have not been faithful in the use of that heavenly wealth, which belongs to another, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will stand devoutly by one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mama. That is your early possessions, or anything else you trust in and rely on instead of God. You cannot serve your riches. Hallelujah. But John chapter 3 verse 16. God, we cannot beat God giving. He said, for God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave his best. He gave his only begotten son, the firstborn of all creation, his beloved. He gave to the world. Why? As a means of sacrificing him, his only begotten son, to die and save us. So God gave through his love so he could win us as children, as sons and daughters to himself. That whosoever believe him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Two. We use our money to lay treasures in heaven by using it to evangelize. We lay treasures in heaven with our possessions, with our money, by using some of it, I'm not saying all of it, but some of it to evangelize. Either you are there doing it, or you support those that are doing it. Hallelujah. That will be supporting missionary work. And when you do that, when you support those that are on the field evangelizing with your possession, with your money, it is as if you are there with them. Because you made it possible for them to be there. You made it possible for them to send the gospel. You made it possible for them to go heal, deliver, and save so it is achieved, you are there. And the blessing that the evangelist received from God, you receive likewise. Hallelujah. And the blessing the missionaries receive from God, you also receive them likewise. 
Beloved, because these people are in the trenches preaching the gospel for souls to be saved to Christ. Number three, evangelism is the means through which we manifest Jesus Christ to the unsaved world and win souls for Christ. As we give towards it, it will be credited to our accounts in heaven. When man got saved from darkness into the light of God by knowing Christ, money will not last, but investing in souls will last. So when people come to know Christ, when people come to Christ and be saved through your effort, through your support of evangelism, you have laid treasures in heaven. Hallelujah. The fourth point, sometimes we have to touch the natural needs of men before the doors of your heart will be open to receive the spiritual food, which is the gospel. To get men to be saved sometimes, we have to touch their natural needs. When a man is hungry and you are finding a means to preach the gospel to them, you feed them. That's natural food. Or you give them clothes at their back. Or you give them water to drink when they are thirsty. By so doing, their heart is open to hear whatever else you have to say about the gospel. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. First lady, could you read for us? Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory mm -hmm. and majesty mm -hmm. and all the angels with him, mm -hmm. then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Yes. All the nations will be gathered before him yes. for judgment, yes. and he will separate them from one another, as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right, the place of honor, and the goats on his left, the place of rejection. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you blessed of my father, you favored of God, appointed to eternal salvation, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. Uh -huh. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Uh -huh. I was naked, and you clothed me. Uh -huh. I was sick, and you visited me yes. with help and ministering care. Yes. I was in prison, and you came to me, ignoring personal danger. Yes. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? and feed you, or thirsty, and give you something to drink. Hallelujah. And when did we see you as a stranger, and invite you in, or naked, and clothe you? Yes. And when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? Yes. The king will answer and say to them, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of these brothers of mine. Yes. 
even the least of them, you did it for me. Amen. Then he will say to those on his left, leave me, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Wow. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. Wow. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. Wow. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, wow. and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me wow. with help and ministering care. Then they also, in their turn, will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or as a stranger yes. or naked yes. or sick yes. or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will reply to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, my followers, you did not do it for me. Hallelujah. So lay treasures in heaven with our finances. So he split the people into two. He said the left and the right. Those on my left and my right hand side. Each section that you stand, where the ones that gave, where the ones that sacrificed, where the ones that supported, where the ones that blessed. So inherit what? The kingdom of heaven. And those on my left, he said, the sheep and the goat. Those that show people's needs, those that did not support the word of God or the work of God or the gospel and enemies, they can. Meaning they could have done it. Uh -huh. They could have, but they chose not to. Chose not. Hallelujah. Laying treasures in heaven with your money, your possessions, and your material blessings. The, the, the fifth point is that we are stewards over resources God gives us charge over for a period of time. You see that you inherit the blessings of God certain periods of your lifetime. So the blessings of God comes that will be charged of it for a period of time. But we as faithful servants understand that we are stewards over God's resources as such we will use the resources to serve God's interest, man's interest, and our own interest at the same time. The sixth point, faithful stewards are obedient and honoring to God. Faithful stewards are obedient and honoring to God. What do they do? They pursue the best interest of their fellow men to be saved, and at the same time, they prepare heaven for themselves. So as you pursue the best interest of people to be saved, with your resources, with your material possession, with the blessings that you have, you are also preparing heaven for yourself. For everybody wins. What a difference. Everybody wins. What a difference. The story that I told in the beginning of this message is to take our focus from what we do know how. Mm -hmm. Take our focus what? From what we do know how. Right. Because all that is going to be coming to us is what we do know how. 
We do not have a, a, the, the paste for brushing our teeth. We do not have a toothbrush. Uh, it's a toothbrush that I love this morning. And as I was about to use it, I asked First Lady, where can I find more of this toothbrush? And she said, there's no more. There's no way in the stars. <laughs> there's no more anywhere. Hallelujah. So I could be sitting there just thinking about where I could find a toothbrush or whatever is lacking during the spirit of crisis. With this word, this story I told in the beginning is to take our heart from what we don't have and appreciate God. Appreciate him. Thank him. Glorify him. Bless his holy name. Adore him. See him as bigger than the crisis now. See God as bigger than coronavirus. See God as bigger than your fear, your anxiety, your panic. And chase after God. I'm chasing after you. No matter what I have to do. I need you more and more. So let's chase after God at this sunset. Let's need him more and fill our lives with more of God. But what, what will be the outcome if we do that? As we appreciate God and be thankful and be grateful to him for what we have and what we do not have, God will speak to us about who we should help and what we should do. Because by so doing, we are going to now depend on God and we're going to trust God for tomorrow. We're going to realize that God is the source of every blessing. God is the source of our lives. And we're going to go in more for him. We're going to go in all out for him. We're going to sacrifice for him because we know that tomorrow depends on God. So if we don't have today, we serve a bigger, mighty God that will bring what we don't have tomorrow. There will be some for us tomorrow. There will be a blessing for us tomorrow. The Lord will protect us today and tomorrow. The Lord will what? see us through that these sicknesses that fell on the people of Egypt, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He said, if you obey me, if you obey me, if you listen to his commandment, if you keep and obey his precepts, these sicknesses will not come on you. For he is the Lord that heals. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Give him all the glory, all the honor. Magnify his holy name. Beloved, I'm going to call you your heart towards Christ. Maybe you are experiencing confusion. Maybe there is fear. Maybe you are filled with anger because life is not. I, I believe many of us, many people are angry now. We are angry. We are saying, where did this coronavirus come from? And some are pointing fingers at China. The China virus. That's what our president said. And, 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 and some are trying to find where this, where, where this thing came from. Some said, oh, it's made up. It was, it was, it was developed in a lab. 
and it got out of control. But if we look at the spiritual sense of it, God had everywhere power possible to stop it. He had the power to stop it. But guess what? The things of the enemy becomes an agent for God. God allows situations like this so that he will use it to bring us back to him. Look at the state of our world today. God is challenging our heart. God is speaking otherwise through coronavirus and, and all these viruses and all these killing, stealing, time and destruction. He said, my people have drifted away from me. It is time to come. Come closer to me. Maybe you have not even heard about uh, the name Jesus Christ. Because it, it is very possible that somebody has not heard the name Jesus Christ. As much as the gospel has been taken out of our educational system, we are producing a generation that do not know Christ, and they are also giving birth to a generation who do not know Christ. So it is possible that someone is watching me who have not heard the name Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. It's the son that was sacrificed and his blood forgave our sins. And if we profess it and believe it in our heart that indeed he is the son of God, we shall be saved. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord said, call on me and you shall be saved. The word of the Lord in the John chapter 3 verse 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Meaning life here on earth and also laying treasures, life eternal, inheriting eternal life in heaven. My question is, if you are to die a minute from now, could you sincerely answer this question? Where would your soul be? In heaven or in hell? If you cannot answer either way, either hell or heaven, it is a sign that you need this Jesus in, out, in your life, in your heart. You need to invite this Jesus. It's a simple prayer. Very simple. But if you recite this prayer after me and believe in the prayer you've recited, you will be saved and you will inherit eternal life. Life not here on earth and life eternal when you pass away. Beloved, heaven is real and hell is real. It's in the scriptures. After I speak into your life, you can get to a Bible and flip and look for how many times the word of the Lord talks about hell and it talks about heaven. Hallelujah. Maybe you have strayed away from your walk with the Lord. It is time to come back home, woman. It is time to come back home, child of God. The signs all around us is showing that we need to reconnect back to God. We need to come back home to God. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. 
Thank you for your mercies that forgave me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross to save me from my sins. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. You ought to repeat that. Into my heart. And be the Lord Savior over my life. And I will serve you, dear Jesus, for the rest of my life. Beloved, I want you to understand that you have made a covenant with God. A covenant with God. As you do, as you have promised, God will also do for you what is in this covenant. Hallelujah. I declare you saved and the angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your soul. A few instructions. Look for scripture. Look for a Bible and flip all the way to the New Testament. You could access Bible on your phone or your iPad. But go all the way to the New Testament section and begin to read the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it speak more to you. This Jesus you have accepted in your heart. His birth, what he came to do on earth, his, his dying on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection. And it will let you know he is sitting now at the right hand side of the power in the heavens interceding for you and I. And he has had this prayer of salvation and has delivered you from the hand of destruction. Also, we want to hear from you. Go online. Our information, our online information and everything will come on the screen. Just let us hear from you. If you got saved, send us a word that you got saved. If you need prayer, send us a word through our, our web, website that you need prayer and we will be interceding for you. That God will intervene. The Spirit of God we intervene. Hallelujah. Be blessed. I commit everyone into the hands of the Lord. I pray for you this hour that any spirit of fear, anxiety, panic that have taken over our world today, maybe you are home filled with fear. You are angry about life. You are filled with panic and anxiety. The word of the Lord in the book of Isaiah says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the flood of them. The flood of the enemy stands for killing, stealing, destruction. The flood of the enemy stands for the attacks of the enemy. Whatever you are experiencing, maybe you are suicidal, maybe you are depressed, you are bored, you are helpless. I ask that the Spirit of God be released over your life this hour. Receive the power of God wherever you are. As you touch the screen of your phone or your TV, whatever you have in your hand that you are using to watch me, I ask that you let's agree and touch in faith. You could touch the screen, you could touch the phone, the TV, and receive the power of God in your life. The Spirit of the living God move and touch you and break fear. 
and break panic, anxiety, anger over your heart. I pray that the Spirit of God fill your heart, your mind, your soul, your entire being with the peace of God. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Calmness and tranquility that the Lord show you a sign that he owes tomorrow in his hands. No matter what, God show you a sign that he owes tomorrow in his hand, that you trust and believe in him in this trial, challenging and difficult times. The hand of God protect us from this sickness, disease and infirmity, from this coronavirus. God protect all that are watching this broadcast. Protect our household, protect our children, protect our going on and our coming. Cover us, cover your people under the blood of Jesus, where there is safety, where there is security, where there is protection. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We thank God for his word. Let us bless God for magnify the name of the Lord. Let us rise up as we have come to service. We are going to be praying, presenting our needs. Let us intercede for ourselves, our loved ones, for, for our loved ones, for all that are Connected to language church for all the partners, for all the households, for all the men, the women, the youth, the young adults, the, the partners all over the world on online, social media, KAQZ Channel 32 broadcast. Every partner, every household, every family, every child, every man, every woman, every youth, every young adult connected to language church. Lord, we commit everyone into your hands. Heavenly Father, we ask that you release your angels to protect our going out and our coming in. Lord, you honor and direct our steps where we need to be, where we need to go. Your word says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Heavenly Father, keep us close to your heart. Heavenly Father, keep us close to you. Fill us with your peace. Fill up with joy. Fill up with your strength. Any attack of fear, depression, anxiety, panic, suicide, the spirit of boredom, the power of the Holy Ghost, destroy the valley. Lord, keep us in your strength that the temptations to drift back to our old ways, your mighty power destroy the valley. The temptation to drift into our alcohol and addiction, the power of God destroyed over our heart. The temptation to drift away from you into our own wish, the power of God destroyed over our heart. Lord, fill us with peace. Fill us with calmness. Fill your people with tranquility. Fill your people with joy, with happiness, with your strength. Cover us under the blood of Jesus. Cover our going out and our coming in. Under the blood of Jesus, cover your people, your partners, your household, everyone that is connected to language church of God in Christ in any means. Cover all of us, even we that are here, everyone in this century now. Cover everybody. Cover our homes. Cover our families, our parents. Cover our children, our grandchildren. Cover our brothers and sisters. Cover our loved ones. Everybody close to us. Under the blood of Jesus. Thank